0: The lights are out. The game is over. But we're just getting started. He got it! It's time for Warriors
1: Wrap Up on the Bay Area Sports Station, ninety-five-seven. The game, and it is Warriors Wrap Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security, and coming to you from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. It's John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz, and the Pelicans beat the Warriors, one twenty-six to one twenty. Warriors trailed by 11 in the first half. It was 40-32 to after one. The Warriors actually had a four-point lead going to the fourth quarter, but they gave up 38 in the fourth, and the Warriors also with eight turnovers in the fourth quarter as well. Kevin Durant goes for 41, but it's the Pelicans' night in a game they absolutely had to have, and the Warriors still trying to figure out Matt, uh, exactly how they're going to have to go about attacking things once the playoffs start, either a week from tonight or a week from tomorrow.
2: I think you're either in two camps with the Warriors. You, you still believe that everything's fine and they're waiting to turn it on in the first round of the playoffs and then get Curry back and, and things will start rolling even more. Or you look at these games and think this just isn't, the team that it is with Steph Curry. And the New Orleans Pelicans are a playoff team. They're a team you may be playing in the first round. And they came into your building tonight and they won. And I don't necessarily think the Warriors uh, didn't play with emotion. I thought they played hard tonight. I thought they played a pretty good ball game. They were a little sloppy, obviously, with the ball, particularly in the fourth quarter. But, you know, if you're in a close game in the fourth quarter – Sometimes those don't go your way. Uh, what I'm getting at, J.D., is this is a team that's inconsistent without Steph Curry. And they haven't proven they can be consistent without him. So I'm not saying they got trouble brewing in the first round. But I don't expect them to just come out and roll in the first round and sweep. I, I just I don't see how they're going to be able to do that matter if they play Minnesota, Oklahoma City, or even the Pelicans are, or Spurs might be a little different, but they're beatable. They're beatable right now by a good team. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570.
1: Seven zero. That is the phone number to participate in the program. It's Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, 40 points in the first quarter, 38 points in the fourth quarter. I think if you're a fan leaving this game, you're thinking about it in the context of, hey, 120 points without Stephen Curry. Kevin Durant goes for 41. Quinn Cook has 21. You got five players in double figures, but the defense what's going on with the defense and the pelicans are a very good offensive team and they had a very good offensive night starting nine for nine from the floor but why is the warriors defense in your mind so bad because that's what i'm left with coming out of this game maybe above all else
2: i'm not sure i i really i really don't know i do see a team tonight that has a superstar in anthony davis all right he's going to be He's going to be trouble any night. And I'm telling you, and I think you'll agree, John, Drew Holiday's having his best year in the NBA. He has turned – I mean, he is – everything you wanted him to be five years ago, he, he is now. And then you've got Miritich, who's, a, who's an offensive threat. He's a stretch the floor, floor big. I'm, I'm talking about the Pelicans players, but I'm not really answering your question why the Warriors' defense hasn't been very good. You would think without Curry, it could be even better in theory if they want to play Livingston some or Iguodala. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why their defense is, isn't as good, and I guess it would lead you to believe that they're not quite playing as hard as they have in the past, but that would belie the way I think. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why, J.D.
1: Well, the question becomes how locked in and engaged are they that's something that's always – and I don't think we know. I think only they know. Only they know. Was it an 85% game? Was it a 68% game? Was it a 95% game? They got shredded in this ball game by the Pelicans. Anthony Davis, Miritich. I mean, there's one guy that the Warriors haven't seen a lot, obviously, uh, going back to their games against the Pelicans. They played him early in the year, but Miritich is a guy that can hit the three, very skilled, big body, really the, the quintessential stretch four right now. And he put a hurting on the Warriors tonight. Anthony Davis put a hurting on the Warriors tonight. The one thing you're seeing as far as Quinn Cook goes, Quinn Cook's, Earned a spot on the playoff roster that's probably going to become official here in the next couple of days. But the one thing that you see is teams go after Quinn Cook. And I know you saw Drew Holiday a couple of different times just call for the ball. Right. I want the ball, and I'm going to score. Uh, Other than Kevin Durant maybe bothering Anthony Davis for a stretch there uh, that that changed the game a little bit, the Warriors just had no answer for this Pelicans team.
2: No, and – Anytime you see the, the two, and I know Anthony Davis is probably a five, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember Draymond Green tonight defensively, and I can't think of a lot. Uh, he's either got to be guarding Miritich or Anthony Davis, and both those guys had monster nights. So I, I, think, I think Draymond is somebody who he can galvanize this team, but for whatever reason he isn't. And I also think the problem with Draymond on a night like tonight if, if his defense is not standing out and Curry's not playing, I think you see that he's not a scorer. I mean, he's not a guy who can score unless he's playing with a bunch of other scorers and his opportunities are, are right there in front of him. But the way he was guarded tonight, I saw Anthony Davis defend him a few times, and He just lays completely off him and gets a hand up on the shot. But Draymond with seven turnovers tonight, that's just way too many. Four in the fourth quarter. I mean, Draymond's the kind of player that's a winning basketball player. He doesn't usually commit those kind of mistakes or those turnovers in the fourth quarter. And the Warriors gave up 38 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's – Warriors don't do that. Very seldom do they do that.
1: No, and you look at it going back to even the Indiana game 27, 35, 35, 29. Warriors give up 40 in the first. Uh, down to 27 to the second. Really, the, the only good defensive quarter of the game tonight was the third quarter where they outscored the Pelicans 27-21. But then right back in the fourth quarter, Pelicans go for 38 and wind up winning this game over the Warriors 126 120 8, 888-957-9570, 957 Let's hear from the fans, brought to you by Nation's Giant Hamburgers. Keep it real Make it nations, and we start with Bleacher Dave. Bleacher Dave joins us on 95 7 the game. Warriors wrap up with JD and Steiny.
0: I saw uh, Marcus Thompson heading out, and he was like, Well, nobody cares. Uh, and I got a hard time believing it that nobody cares tonight to win these home games. I think they're out there competing. And I'm, I'm you know, so I was the guy who was the whole time saying, Don't worry, these last two losses I'm wondering uh what's going to happen to them on the defensive end I'm saying either Steph Curry is MVP of this league because the Warriors are eminently beatable without him or I, just, I don't I don't quite know you know how to fathom it um you know maybe the Warriors are, are like us the fans they've gotten fat and happy and spoiled and just can't figure out how to manufacture uh whatever it is they need I mean this Lack of – I just don't know if you can flip a switch and turn on the attention to detail and the cohesion just like that defensively no matter how you great how great you are. They got the Cavs in trouble last year. But, you know, this team is they've, – they've, I think they've earned the right for us to believe uh, that all will be well when the playoffs come, but there's no factual, objective, rational reason to, to believe that. It's just fun. You know, it was fun to be there tonight. It was fun to see KD match up on AD. I think AD was over 5 in ISO situations In the second half, KD came down and scored on him twice. Like, he took it personal. And it looked like, you know, he was playing well in intensity. In intensity and they just let it slip away. Thanks, Dave.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, t- two things that I thought were interesting tonight. Again, Drew Holiday defends multiple positions There were times when he was matched up with Kevin Durant. And the one thing I saw tonight that I thought was interesting was Durant turned the ball over twice late in the fourth quarter. Once when Rondo picked his pocket and once when Drew Holiday stripped him. And it reminded me just a hair of when the Warriors would guard Dirk Nowitzki with a smaller guy. I think it's a great strategy to guard Kevin Durant with a smaller player on the perimeter. And if you can adjust well enough to somehow find a good matchup if he's gonna go inside. Cause my feeling is if if you're guarding Kevin Duran on the perimeter and you're a big man, six eight, six nine, you have no chance because you have to give him space because you're not very quick. And if you and and he can shoot over you. But if you put a small guy on him who can play him closer you know what, Durant can still shoot over him, but there's a little bit of a quickness factor that that makes him think about bringing the shot up to where he releases it. Uh, you're never going to stop Durant. He's 16 for 26 on a night like tonight. But if you can if you can turn him over a couple times, keep him off the line. You know that's the way to do it.
1: And the Warriors fall to 0-4 this season when Durant scores 40 or more. Durant had 41 tonight. Interesting. And the Warriors are 0-4 in those games. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines at 888 9570 The Hawk is up next here on 95.7. The game Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. What's up, Hawk? I haven't
0: talked to you this year. I was the guy on the plane last year. But what I really want to know is, you know, Rajon Brando cannot shoot, okay?
1: He could deny it in the first quarter.
0: No, he still can't shoot. They let him shot, and he kept missing shots at the shot. So they should have backed off of him. And then when he was driving to the basket, when they came up for him, they double-teamed him. Why would you double-team him? And then he he bounced past for easy toughs. Why would you double-team him?
2: Well, I didn't really see a double-team on him. I saw saw guys helping. Uh, You know, it's a judgment big men have to make. Are they going to? Are they going to try to contest what they think is going to be a shot? And then if he he fools him, he can just dish to a big guy? Or do you, do you try to protect against the pass and then you're giving him layups? Rondo, he's not a great shooter, but he's going to take some shots if you let him wide open. And the Warriors let him wide open in the first quarter. He made a couple. And look, Rondo's helping him. He's helping him in a big way. He's very competent, and that's the one thing that worries – that would worry me. I mean, you know, you got Rondo and Holiday. Now all of a sudden they can outplay your backcourt of Cook and Thompson or at least keep it even, and and that's what they did tonight. Now with Steph Curry, it's probably a different ballgame.
1: Well, and Rondo, 12 points, 17 assists. He was a game-high plus 21. The Pelicans were plus 21 with Rondo on the floor in the game tonight. And he did hit a couple of threes early, as you alluded to. It was two for two as part of that nine for nine start with the Pelicans. And when a guy like Rondo hits a couple, it makes the defense do things that they normally don't want to do almost by default. It right. almost becomes second nature when a guy hits a couple of shots to, to want to help around him, to want to be closer to him, and I think that you're, you're playing right into Rondo's hands at that point.
2: And let's compare Rondo to Draymond Green. They're both similar in terms of three-point shooters that when each of them hit a few, it really helps their team a lot. The, uh, the Pelicans never changed their strategy on Draymond Green. They didn't go out there and get him. He made one out of six shots, so they never had to change anything. Rondo comes out and makes two out of his first three threes, now you're thinking, all right, well, we can't let him just stand out there. Yeah, he's feeling shoot. good tonight. Right. So now we got to go at least hedge at him or fake at him or even go out and and defend him out there. And you know what? He's still quick, and he can still get to the hole. So he, he was he was a problem tonight getting into the lane and, and making things happen.
1: Mentioned Rondo a plus 21. There was a Warrior who was a minus 21, and we'll get to that coming up. Uh, in just a moment, but let's keep it moving on the phone lines with John in Oakland. John is up next on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game.
3: Hey, how's it going, fellas?
2: Going all right.
3: Hey, so I was calling to say, you know what, they, they don't look hungry, man, and, and, and to that, it's no fault of their own. I mean, it's hard to play at the level that they've been playing at for the last few years, you know, and uh, I think we expect too much out of them, man. They they deserve to have a couple of lows. And uh, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, we all believe it doesn't matter what they do right now. It's what they do with the postseason. Same for the Rockets. It doesn't matter what they do right now. It's what they do in the postseason. And they're they're struggling, but, you know, I I just don't see the hunger. And it's hard to keep the hunger when you look like a team who's won a couple of championships. That fire it's just not there man i mean durant was real hungry last year and now you got that championship you know it it it's not it's not the same I and mean, the can they get it back it
2: really. in
3: the playoffs well I mean he can get it back of course it, they can get it ready get it going but it's it's not easy you know it's, even if they were playing at a high level right now it's still not easy to maintain that they they're, what they've been doing over the last few years, the games they have won, the many games that they won, man, we we take it for granted. Man, they are very special. We take it for granted. And when they, when they lose, I mean, how many times they were talking about, I mean, losses, Steve Kerr, and two or three losses in a row, you know. One <laughs> that to never happened, the, yeah. The span of three years, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, and – you know what? I'm not worried about them. I don't care what they do this year. They've already surpassed all my dreams that I can hope for the Warriors. And most Warriors fans, I'm telling you, know that. Know that. Because when these guys are gone, they'll be back to the Warriors. So let's just live in the moment. And I, I, I'm, I'm never mad at anything that they produce from here on out because they, they've already surpassed all my
1: Thanks, John. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, John's line open for you. 8 8 957 Warriors lose to the Pelicans at Oracle tonight. 126-120 is the final. Warriors 57 and 23, and the 23rd loss means that the Warriors, for the first time in the Steve Kerr era, will not win sixty or more games. They will not become the second team in NBA history to win sixty for four consecutive seasons something that looked like it was a formality a month ago that that would be the case they will not join the showtime lakers back in the 80s uh, as the only team to win 60 plus in a row lee in santa clara is up next on warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game hey lee hey guys
4: Uh, another disappointing performance in what i think has been a very disappointing regular season and to me, the personality of this team all season long has been lack of effort on the defensive end and sloppiness and laziness with turnovers. And I think they've tuned out curve. Um, and I I really don't want to hear any more of this nonsense that some people say that the regular season doesn't matter. Uh, I'd like to hear Joe Lakoff tell those fans are going to be forking over you know big money for those tickets that the regular season games don't matter. Um, this has just been a very disappointing, very puzzling season. And, and Matt Write this down: The Warriors are not winning the title this year, whether Curry's back or not. They have not looked like a championship team all year long, and I I don't know why this complacency is set in like it is. But it's been very frustrating. All
2: right, Lee, I'm gonna I, I got it marked down, and I know you're a regular, so uh, we'll we'll talk in June.
1: All right, we appreciate the phone call from Lee hey, in J- Santa Clara. JD, checking look, in there.
2: Look at. Uh, Look at the numbers tonight. The Warriors shot 54%. They shot 46 from three-point range. They out-rebounded the Pelicans by eight. They couldn't how, stop them. How do you lose that because game? Because you couldn't stop them. Yeah.
1: Because you let them get going early. Then you
2: turn the ball over. And
1: you couldn't stop them. And down the stretch, you had eight turnovers in the fourth quarter. When you come into the fourth quarter with nine, and you have eight. and I think Draymond Green had four in the fourth quarter yeah, he himself did. He did. Uh, in the ball game tonight. Uh, and seven for the game. I mean, Draymond Green had seven of the Warriors' seventeen turnovers for the game, and four of the eight uh, down the stretch of the ball game. There,
2: no block shots either for the Warriors tonight. It f- fascinating game in that respect. Because here's the other thing: I'm. I wish I had the numbers at my fingertips, but the I'm pretty sure the Pelicans don't have a lot of assists. I think they're in the lower half of assists. They I'm did g- tonight. I'm go- I know. They had 39 assists, 39 assists. I mean, that's – I mean, the Warriors were – I mean, the, the Pelicans were fantastic at the offensive end tonight.
1: The, the question that always comes out and has a lot lately, has this team lost their edge or have they just gotten complacent with the fact that they've done it all and seen yeah. it all and they're a little bit banged up and it got away from them to the point where they knew they weren't going to get the one seed. So they, at some point, kind of tuned out to the point where they're going to have to get it back on the fly come playoff time. And can you do it? I know you don't believe that it's that easy to do it. But has this team lost its edge?
2: I just don't think, I, without Curry, they're one of the top eight teams in the NBA. They're not the top team in the NBA. Without Curry, I think they're they're beatable. And especially because everybody gets bumped up one spot and has to do a little bit more. All of a sudden, Klay Thompson has to score. All right, well, he did tonight. He had 18, 7 for 14. But their margin for error gets so much less without Steph Curry. And you were talking about the defense. I do think one of the things that's happening is when they have Steph Curry on offense – He'll come up with some plays offensively that just get the crowd going, and I think it gets the fans into it, and then the Warriors pick up their defense, and they go through a stretch where they start shutting teams down. But sometimes it feels like that's, that comes after a Curry flurry or a couple highlight-type plays. Well, you know what? They're not as exciting without Curry either. They haven't been really riveting.
1: Well, the question that I always ask you, and it was a lot more two years ago and even three years ago, is the offense leading to the defense or is the defense leading to the offense? Because I thought for a good portion of those two years that the offense would lead to the defense. Curry would make plays. They'd hit a couple of threes. They'd go small, and it would change the game. Now, Steve Kerr, anytime he was asked about that, he would always lean toward the defense and the small lineup, the death lineup engaging them on that end, get getting the tempo up, which in turn would get Curry up. This team doesn't have the swag. No. Without no. Steph Curry gives them swag. No he gives them margin for error. He gives them a little bit of an attitude, an intangible, that I think permeates down to the other players on the roster because he's capable of doing things that nobody – else in the league, and, and at times even in NBA history, can do. All 957 It's Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security with John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz on 95.7 The Game.
5: just got to keep going and look we're going to have new life we're going to have uh, new life uh, when the playoffs start and I'm well aware of uh, you know what a long difficult uh, season it's been and and uh, so many things have been thrown at us here the last month especially uh, all the injuries which have really shaken up our rotation and and that's made it difficult on on everybody on our players and and um, uh, but they're fighting and that's the main thing Um, you know we've uh we we we're gonna be we're gonna be all right. Like I'm you know, tonight, we're playing a team that desperately needs to win. Um, you can tell the teams around the league that have to win, like they're getting after. It. They're playing for their season, and uh, our season begins next week. You know, and we know that. Uh, so I'm not disappointed uh, with the effort. You know, I always want to win. We want to win. But I like the fight, especially in the second half, and uh, I think we can take something out of this
1: game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. More of your phone calls coming up momentarily at 888-957-9570. That, by the way, your coach's interview brought to you by Faria. Check out faria.com and discover a new way to sell your home that's completely free for sellers. A lot to chew on there from Steve Kerr before we get back to the, the phone lines he was hard on his team in the game against Indiana. I was thinking about it in the third quarter, in the middle of the fourth quarter, as the game was starting to get away from him a little bit, and it looked like they could lose. I was thinking, well, you probably can't be hard on him two nights in a row, even if you want to be. And Steve Kerr went the other way tonight.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I'm listening to him, J.D., and I'm... New I'm life. Say, I'm saying, I, I guess so. I mean, I guess so. I don't know if that's more... He really believes it's going to happen, or he hopes it's going to happen. I—he's I, the coach. He knows his team better than anybody. He's probably right because when they come in here and play Saturday or Sunday of next week, the place is going to be jumping, and that playoff atmosphere will just overwhelm you, and you will be—you will be ready to play in all those things. But. How well are they playing together right now? And that's the part that won't necessarily change just because they're playing harder. I mean, they'll play harder, so their defense will get a little better. But but harder won't translate into fewer turnovers, I don't think, for example. And harder is part of the problem, but I think you can really run into a – you can – you can – you can hurt yourself by thinking that you're losing because you're not playing hard. If you really are playing hard, because if you are playing hard and you're not acknowledging you're playing, you got a problem. I mean, if they are playing hard right now, then they've got a problem because they were just beaten by what? Two, two straight playoff teams essentially on the road. Well, one on the road, one at home. Listen, I'm excited because this is the biggest challenge. I think the Warriors are going to face in the Steve Kerr era. And if they win it this year, it's going to be extremely well-deserved. And I think in a lot of ways, J.D., it'll be more gratifying than either of the first two titles. Because the first one was kind of a surprise. The second one was the blown one in, against Cleveland. And then last year they rolled. And so this year is the first year where you think, I wonder if they're not gonna win it. I wonder if they're gonna win it. Are they not gonna win it? Are they gonna lose it? Were they gonna win it? And and that's the way most that's the way most teams fans have to go into the postseason, you know?
1: You're listening to ninety five seven the game, KGMZ FM and H D one San Francisco, the radio home for every single Warriors playoff game. It's Warriors wrap up presented by Arlo here on ninety five seven
2: the game. Yeah, Traymond Green had what, seven turnovers tonight? Four in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and I had one earlier uh, before the last break. The Pelicans are third in assists in the NBA. I said they were probably bottom half, so I was thinking of another team. So thanks to Greg Papa and UJD and Lucas and the other nine people that told me they were third in the league in assists.
1: By the way, going back and checking the tape, checking the timeline between when I dug it up, when you got the notification from Greg and <laughs> Lucas, Lucas is our winner.
2: Oh, Lucas got it first? Lucas had it first. That's because I'll bet you Greg was driving. And though.
1: I did check the timeline on I'll bet, all of that. I'll bet
2: you Greg was th- – It was
1: Lucas and then me and then Greg. And Greg's quick. But he but was probably
2: driving. Just He probably was driving. Yeah, no probably doubt. Him. Well, anyway, well, anyway, thanks to everybody. Exactly. I love being and, and always
1: love getting the text from from Pop. Always. When he's rolling home. Uh, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security here on 95.7 The Game. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines and check in – with Mike in Oakland. Mike, you were on 95 7 the game.
6: I saw so many things wrong. I saw ISO ball. ISO ball always lose, cause you to lose because you don't share the ball. When a guy gets the ball who hasn't had it all night, it's a beach ball. He ain't seen it. So that's the problem ISO ball. The other problem is no bigs in the game, man. You. You got six, 17 bigs on the sideline and you won't play them. <laughs> These guys are scoring underneath the bat the whole time. If you've got twin tower bigs you could put in there to change the game, Steve Kerr doesn't do anything different. He stays with the same thing. And that's insanity, man. And that's why the Warriors are not winning. They're caught up to what he's doing. So you have to make an adjustment. He's not adjusting. Plus now we got the turnovers on top of that, and then we got all the excuses on top of that. This team is bad, and they're not going nowhere. And that's the fact. Thank you.
2: Hey, all right, my, I, let, let me let me just, I, the isolation, to me doesn't hold water. They scored 120 tonight. They shot 55 percent from the field. Th- that's enough to win you game, whether it's isolation or whether you have 50 assists. Don't you think? J.D.? Yeah, they hit 15
1: three-pointers, too. They only got to the line seven or 11 times and hit seven, right. which is, now yeah, that's a little light, that, I that think, for light. a lot of for a lot of isolation play. Usually when you go that's iso, true. you're thinking you're going to get to the free throw line, I think, a, a little bit more than that. Uh, I just keep going back to the defense. I mean, the identity of this team without Curry has to be Why? playing yeah. defense. And it just leads me to think that they just aren't, they just aren't fully engaged. And, again, it, 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 that sounds like a cop-out. And, and, like I said, only, you know, only they know if tonight was a 90 or a 65 or an 82. You know, I don't know. Only they know. We can speculate. And we, you know, and a lot of times we do. We go, well, they weren't locked in. But you're right. They may be in that locker room saying to themselves, no, we were, we were 94 tonight. And they beat us.
2: I, I do. I mean, that is the question. To me, the million-dollar question, why has their defense gotten worse without Curry? It just it, it doesn't make sense. And I'm not saying that Curry's a terrible defender, and when you put Quinn Cook or Iguodala in there, all of a sudden they're going to hold teams to 80. That's not it. It's just there's an overall intensity, I think, that's lacking.
1: Mike brought up the center position. Kavon Looney got the start tonight. Jordan Bell played in the first half. David West got his normal minutes. Damian Jones got Jordan Bell's minutes from the yeah. first half in the second half. And JaVale McGee and Zaza Pachulia both get DNP coaches' decisions tonight. Now, Anthony Davis is a monster. The Pelicans play more athletically at that position. But are we seeing a shift away from Zaza Pachulia completely right now.
2: I, I think we're seeing a shift away from him when Steve Kerr doesn't think he's got a good matchup on the floor. Uh, he'll he'll play against Oklahoma City because they have Steven Adams. But even when he plays now, he's only playing 12 to 15 minutes. If uh, that. I yeah. Mean, it, I mean, when he plays okay. and when he starts. Yeah, when, he, I mean, when he starts, he'll usually six, get to yeah. uh, 12 to 15 Jordan Bell was interesting tonight. I get the sense Steve Kerr did not like the way Jordan Bell played tonight.
1: No, it was you got it was like we like I was talking about with Nick Young. You're right. going to get that 4 minutes at the end of the first quarter and in the playoffs if you stink in that you're not going to get the 4 minutes in the second half in that same slot and that's what you saw. He didn't get the time in the second half. He went to Damian Jones.
2: True. But I do think as it relates to a guy like Nick Young if Nick Young, you put him in for four or five minutes in the first half. He doesn't play well. You don't put him in in the second. Still, at the end of a six game series, it's going to be Nick Young played 42 minutes. And if he's a minus 25 in 42 minutes, well, then he hurts you in the series. Now, whether that hurts you enough to lose a series, I don't know. Whether it hurts you enough to lose your specific game, I don't know.
1: Didn't help tonight. No. Didn't Didn't help when you score eight points and you're minus 21.
2: Well, and it his minus 21 is egregious. There's nobody even close to that uh, on the floor tonight. He, he was minus 21 in 21 minutes. There was nobody else more than a minus9.
1: and Steve Cur what
2: what happened there?
1: Teams go at him And when you're moving the ball, you find the weak link. That's, that's you're right about that. When you're moving the ball on offense, the weak link can't keep up. And he will always be exposed. That's true. And you always – I mean, you see this. The, that's why the Warriors punish bad defenders. Right. They punish them because right. they're moving the ball and they're constantly playmaking. 8-8-9-5-7, 7 9 9 5 7 0 we will hear from Draymond Green. Uh, also, time for more of your phone calls as well as the Pelicans beat the Warriors 126-120. Warriors drop to fifty-seven and twenty-three. Pelicans keep pace with everybody in the Western Conference. John Dickinson, Matt Steimetz, Warriors wrap-up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security on ninety-five-seven the game. You're listening to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Wrap-Up presented by Arlo Smart Home Security from the Crown Royal Club inside Oracle Arena. Still time for your phone calls at 888 957 957 9570 We're also going to hear from Draymond Green. But before we do that, let's get to our play of the game. Clay wasn't expecting it, batted the ball down, controls it, guarded by Davis, takes a three off the dribble, why not, why not? Here Clay Thompson, take that shot. 102-101, Warriors. Warriors had the lead at that point, Tim Roy with the call, as always, play the game brought to you by American Express, proud partners of the Golden State Warriors. Pelicans win it, 126-120, New Orleans keeps pace, With San Antonio and Oklahoma City, as Oklahoma City won in Houston, a game they absolutely had to have. San Antonio was hosting Portland tonight and beat the Blazers. So all three teams that came into tonight, 45 and 34, won. The Pelicans, Spurs, and Thunder. So they all stay with the Pelicans fifth, the Spurs sixth, and Oklahoma City is seventh. The Warriors, if the season ended tonight, would be facing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's get to Charlie. Charlie joins us on Warriors Wrap Up on ninety-five seven. The game.
7: Hey, uh, good evening, fellas. How are you guys? Um, Doing well. Just good. I, um, I I just wanted to jump on. Uh, I guess some of the previous comments. I one guy called earlier and said, uh, for me too. Uh, of of the at least for the Steve Kerr ever because I've been a Warriors fan for close to 40 years this has been the least enjoyable season and to follow up on something you said Matt if they do win the championship it would at least to me personally might be even more gratifying than the one they won a couple of years ago because this has been beyond the most frustrating season I mean a couple of days ago after they beat OKC I thought they turned a corner I thought they were gearing up. Uh, this is it. These are the last few games. We're going to get uh, get into a mindset. And the, the, I, I can't even... I'm like speechless these last two games. I mean, I, I know I know both... Te- I, I can understand Indiana. I, I can't understand the way they played against Indiana, but I can understand losing to Indiana. But uh, but, but tonight, their, their defense, I mean, especially the way they played defense against OKC. It, it's just... I'm speechless, so I I I'm not feeling good about them going into the playoffs. I I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's going to be several seven-game series, or if, I could see them losing in the first round. Quite honestly, I think this team is rudderless without Curry. Personally, anyway, thanks guys.
2: Thanks, Charlie. They're different. That's for sure. They're they're a lot different, and I think also what's happening too. The Curry the Curry injury is now, it's not a short-term thing. You, you can cover it up in the short term, or Curry's going to miss two or three games. we got to pick it up. That's one thing. Uh, Curry's not going to be back for a while, so Curry's going to miss whatever it is, the last, what, 12 games of the year, something like that. I think it's hit him that, look, they're not going to have Curry in the first round. And the longer you play without Curry, the more his absence, I think – impacts the team. It's that old thing where, you know, if you have to play a few games without a star, you know, you can do it. But if you play longer and longer without that star, it catches up to you. And listen, if if there was ever any doubt who this team revolves around, it's Steph Curry. I mean, there's no doubt about it. and, I, and the reason I'm saying that is because I think there were a lot of fans last year that said, "You know what?" Durant's the best player in the NBA, and even if that's true, which I don't think it is, it doesn't change the fact that the team still revolves around Curry. He makes him go.
1: Let's hear from Draymond Green about where this uh, Warriors team is at. Pelicans get it done over the Warriors tonight, 126-120. Here's Draymond Green on the state of the season with two games to go.
3: Comfortable with our team. I know, you know we're a damn good team. Excited kind of get started, you know, getting the playoffs. So that'll be good for us. But I'm comfortable with what we got. I got a lot of confidence in this group.
1: New life. Comfortable with where they're at.
2: Again, I say, okay. And I don't mean that sarcastically because you got to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm a little skeptical because this has been the longest. Well, this has been the season where they've had just the most stretches where they're not playing to their potential. And right now, they're not playing to their potential. And obviously, a lot of it has to do with Stephen Curry. The one thing I will say about Draymond Green is he didn't sound very worried. I will give him that. I mean, he really didn't. It's almost like he is saying, we just got to play a playoff game. That's all we got to do. Maybe that is all they have to do. But – I will give Draymond credit. He didn't sound like he was very concerned.
1: John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, Warriors Wrap-Up, presented by Arlo Smart Home Security. Just running through my notes here. What do you do with Nick Young? Nick Young, a minus 21. He was awful on defense. Steve Kerr doesn't have a choice right now but to play him because they're down Curry and they're down McCaw, and tonight they were down Sean Livingston. Uh, by the way, it sounds like Sean Livingston's going to play tomorrow night in Phoenix, but Andre Iguodala is going to get the night off, so he won't go back-to-back. And then I would imagine everybody ends up playing the game on Tuesday in Salt Lake City, just because the Warriors may not start right. until Sunday. So you want to give you want to give your guys some kind of a run in that game if you're not going to play. Uh, for another five days after that, potentially, if they start uh, a week from tomorrow in the first round at Oracle. But what the heck do you do with Nick Young? I think you, you might have to start playing Sean Livingston a little bit earlier and a little bit more.
2: I mean, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, you, you do with Nick one, Nick Young what you've done all year, which is you play him when you think you need to play him. And you See, I also don't think Nick Young's all of a sudden going to start making shots in the postseason. I
1: mean, he might, it, he might not. I mean, you well, just he might, don't know. He, he might
2: in a game or a right. two, yeah. but I don't think he's going to, I don't think at the end of this playoff run, when we look at the stats, we're going to see that Nick Young's playoff stats are vastly different than his regular season stats. Although it must be pointed out that his numbers aren't terrible, especially his three point shooting. It's not awful. It just doesn't seem like he makes any that really matter. Uh, and defensively, he sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, you signed the guy. You got to try to play him. And, I, you know, the, the question is, is he going to be the ninth man in the postseason or is he going to be the 12th man?
1: I think you're going to have to play Sean Livingston at the two. I think you're going to have to bring him in for Clay, and you're going to have to just let Livingston play from, let's say, the four-minute mark of the first quarter – all the way until the middle of the second quarter. And you may have to do that in the fourth quarter as well, the third and fourth quarter, bridging the two. Now he's on the, the defensive unit. It's, you know, him and and Clay and Iguadala and Draymond Green, uh, and David West at the center position in that group. And they haven't they've ha- they've been missing so many guys. I'm forgetting right. what that lineup is when they have everybody out there. But you may have to use Livingston to bridge The issue becomes at that point, when do you give Quinn Cook a rest and how do you give Quinn Cook a rest? Because it's not like you want to play Quinn Cook the entire first and third quarters the way you would play Stephen Curry. So it's not as cut and dry. And I do think Steve Kerr's going to give Nick Young his four or five minutes to see if he has it. And then if he doesn't have it, he might get the Jordan Bell treatment in the second half.
2: I think the problem that Nick Young has is that – you know he played 25 minutes a night last year, last year for the Lakers. I mean, so he, I mean, he got run in both halves for a, a good chunk of playing time. I don't think he's comfortable knowing that he's only going to play three or four minutes and he can't make a shot. He can't miss a couple shots. And then you add the fact that he's not a great defensive player, so he's going to get seen, kind of or exposed on that end of the floor. I don't know what you do with Nick Young. I think you do with him what what you've been doing with him all year. You play him, you hope he doesn't hurt you, and you hope he can make some shots. But the Livingston thing, I don't disagree with you that they might play Livingston a little more. He hasn't had a great year either. I mean, he hasn't been bad, but I think he's been less effective this year than he has in past years with the Warriors. So you start playing him more. Maybe he gets exposed a little bit more, or he becomes less effective. It's, It really is different than the last three years. This is the first time I've actually thinking, huh, maybe not. Maybe somebody's just going to beat them flat out. They're going to beat them four games in a series. It sure seems like it's more plausible to beat the Warriors four games now than ever has before in the Steve Curry.
1: Final minute here of the program, the Warriors have waived Omri Caspi. So oh, that, okay. that shoe has dropped. So that will make room for Quinn Cook. Omri Caspi's never played in a playoff game in his career. Unfortunately for him, the same thing happened to him last year when it was with the Pelicans. He got hurt. They needed a roster spot, and that did it. So that's going to do it for us as well. Warriors fall tonight, 126-120. For Tim Jordan and Matt Steinmetz, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Alex Scott and Lucas Alexander. I'll be back tomorrow with Damon Bruce before the Warriors and Suns. Tomorrow, 4.30 here, 95.7 The Game.